Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. I don't want my pastor to tell me how to vote. I don't go to church to uh, be be involved in an election. I don't. I don't go to, for a campaign. And I guess I bring that up because I see this article about you know the Iowa caucuses Monday, and we have all these pastors um, supporting Donald Trump coming out these evangelicals and. It gives me serious pause here, and I'm wondering in 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 this do it like okay, I'll admit I'm not a frequent goer to church, but in this day and age, do we have a lot of people going to church and getting I guess getting a dose of politics when they show up on Sunday? I think that is happening. I think pastors have. Power, and I'm not just speaking about pastors. I'm talking about rabbis. I'm talking mm-hmm. about imams. Yep. I'm talking about anyone who holds a position of power in a religious organization. I do feel that they have a lot of power. And according to the Axios article, many are using it. And we talked about whether or not it was illegal or legal, you know, to preach from the pulpit. And I don't think it's legal, like you said, because of the nonprofit status yep. to say, like, to get up in front of your church or congregation and say, vote for this person. Right. I don't think. But if they're on Twitter or they're having conversations, you know how involved good clergy are with their right. with their flock, with their congregation. Yep. Um, you're having these conversations, and maybe even when you're learning Bible study with them alone, I'm sure this happens, or at least, you know, the 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 leader of the congregation would make their preference known about who they're voting for and why that is beneficial for their congregation. Some pastors are abusing it, I think, on places like Twitter. And no, they shouldn't be doing it yet, Adam. Mm -hmm. Many of us look to our religious leaders for guidance. Sure, on many of course. Things, you know, why is this happening in the world? What is Christianity or or Islam or Judaism? Think about this and how should we be reacting to this conflict or that conflict or what's going on in the world? So I think they are looked at for guidance. So I, it puts pastors or excuse me, religious leaders. And this is not just about pastors um, in a tight spot. And but I agree with you. I do not want my rabbi telling me who to vote for. I don't. I don't want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it on Twitter. I would rather they not be politically active unless I per, unless I personally ask them. Yeah. Because often, you know, you'll go to advice for a member of clergy and say, like, gosh, this is a confusing thing that's happening in the world. You know, what is what would the Torah say about this, or what would the Talmud say about this, or what does the Bible say about this? And um, often they'll have a good response yeah. on how to make you feel better. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe that's the um, distinction. Think, Maybe that's the distinction you point out is that politically active. I, I, because you're right. I mean, with the church and politics, let's be honest with you, mm-hmm. uh, religious and morality, mm-hmm. there's a lot of those themes in how you view uh, policy and how you view politics. I get that. I think there's a difference, though, if you're actively, even in their private time, you're right. They have absolutely a First Amendment right to do that. But if they're actively 
uh, getting involved with politics, that is a big turnoff for me. And, mm-hmm. and I, I hope I'm equal in saying it doesn't matter if they were active uh, for this party or that party. I mm-hmm. think there has to be a separation there. What do you think? Do you want your pastor or your, your preacher or your religious leader, spiritual leader, guru, yoga teacher? <laughs> no, I'm talking specifically about organized religion, and that's what this piece in Axios is about. Do you want a religious leader to tell you who to vote for? I reached out this morning to my friend, Pastor Paul Marzan. He is, of course, the pastor and the leader of Crossroads Church in Lakeville. And I said, hey, we're having this discussion. Do you want to chime in on this? And thankfully, he did. So he's joining us now on the phone. Uh, Pastor, uh, what do you think about all this? And well, I'll ask you straight up. Did you tell people who to vote for or do you when you're on the pulpit? (laughs) <laughs> well, good morning, Jordan. And, and, uh, Hi, Paul. No, I don't, uh, tell, I don't tell people who to vote for. Um, as I tell my wife, I said, I, I, I don't get political, but I do love a good party. How's that? And uh, oh, the problem enough. is today, <laughs> but the uh, problem is today, there's not a good party, is there? It's hard to uh, find either party with um, some absolute um, ethical stances that I think a church or synagogue or mosque would agree with. So that's what makes it so difficult to choose a candidate or to give advice on candidates. I think what I focus on is ethics and morality. And um, as you mentioned from scripture, try to lift up um, ideals that then people can decide for themselves. Paul, let me ask you this, because obviously, uh, you know, just because you're a man of the cloth or if you're a rabbi or a pastor or a priest, it doesn't mean you can't vote and can't have feelings for one way or the other on how you feel about a particular candidate. Uh, is, is it taught? Is is that ingrained in your education and theology that you separate that? You somehow try to prevent that from entering in to your uh, what you preach every Sunday. Well, I think um, at least in Scripture, there's a section that's called the Great Commission. It's uh, in Matthew 28, and it says, "As we are going to make disciples." So, basically, Jesus was saying, if you're a pastor, if you're a rabbi, um, as you're going. Um, you're going to be talking about things that matter. And so I think it's one thing to influence, as you mentioned, in a small group. I was in a, a restaurant yesterday with this very same conversation. I happened to be in Naples, Florida, sorry. And, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, they were, you know, they were two people talking on two sides of the party, and they, of course, they turned to me and said, well, what do you think? And I said, well, it sounds mm-hmm. like a great conversation. <laughs> but uh, uh-huh. uh, it's, it's one of those things where you just try to ask clarifying questions. You know, why do you feel that way? Huh? Why do you think that um, person voted that way? And I think, as you mentioned from the article from Axios, I think there's a lot of pastors that look at um, policies and less about personalities because the, the personalities on both sides are pretty uh, difficult to sometimes vote for. I get that, but th- that makes me uncomfortable that we have pastors actually appearing at like campaign events or being on the stump in, mm-hmm. in, in a state. I, that th- To me, that makes me feel uncomfortable, and that at least in the church that I was brought in, brought up in, and what I believe, I, I couldn't imagine that happening. Well, how do you feel about that? I think I agree with you. I don't think as pastors we're called to um, promote um, different candidates. I think we're called to promote God's um, wisdom, and I think that really is what helps us make those decisions. And I, I believe in the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit is that discerning voice inside me that if I ask God and I, I'm praying, that God will lead me to who I should vote for. Um, some of those, I think, that do um, do this kind of, I call um, stumping, uh, whatever term you want to use, mm-hmm. um, is they're doing it because I think they feel in their heart that the 
the world is going a certain way, whether it be liberal or uh, conservative, mm-hmm. and they they want to make sure that the right candidate helps the world go the right direction. They're well-intentioned, but I don't think it actually helps. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Do do people listen, by the way? And do you know pastors that have a big pulpit that do this? And then, you know, does their congregation buy in and say, whatever my pastor says, I'm going to do? Actually, unfortunately, it does happen a lot in um, both liberal and conservative churches where pastors have a huge influence. I mean, go back to Reverend you know, Dr. Martin Luther King. Um, sure. He had a huge influence. Yeah. He was a pastor. He did marches, and yep. he preached from the pulpit, and— um, um, I've seen a lot of churches in the Twin Cities uh, when uh, candidates come in uh, from both parties. They have a pulpit almost always, whether it be a, a Biden or a Trump. Uh, they at the last election, you know, they were invited when they came into town to speak at the convention center. Then they would speak at a church usually that Sunday. And so um, I think it happens on both sides and they find the churches that are friendly to them yep. and are helping promote them. Pastor Paul, thank you Pastor so much Paul. for uh, mm-hmm. chiming in on this conversation. It, it, we could have a five-hour conversation about this, but we appreciate your perspective. And enjoy Naples, by the way. Yes. Good, good, good day to be in Florida. Can I tell you one funny story? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Sure. <laughs> so um, this is way back when we had the church downtown Minneapolis, and Hillary Clinton was speaking at the teachers' convention at the convention center. We wanted to speak at our church. I said, we don't get involved in politics, but if you want to mm. rent the building, we rent it to both parties. So they did, but the thing they did that was upsetting to me is they cut a hole in my ceiling for the sniper. <laughs> they never repaired it. Oh, and so they had somebody up on the roof uh, in the attic uh, looking at the congregation with a rifle, and um, they cut a hole uh, to do that, and then they never repaired it. And so that was my big beef about ever having a politician yeah. in your church. Uh, a good beef. The Secret Service, yeah. Right. Send the bill to the government. Yeah, if the government Send should the pay bill. their bills, right. yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Have a great vacation. Say hi to Deb. Have a great vacation. YouTube blessings. Blessings. Um, he's yeah, right, I though. Mean, he's, right, he's right. Yeah. We, we, pick, we pick the news stations we want to watch that, uh, mm-hmm. uh, that uh, like support our beliefs. And I guess mm-hmm. that we do that with churches, too, because... Again, we had this conversation earlier. It's like I, my vision of God and of Christ and of Jesus is an opening place that welcomes all, that uh, doesn't turn their back uh, on other people. And, and I guess if you look at that, I, does that align with one political party or not? I think I guess we all make that decision. And well, we're it, getting texts from pastors that are saying they can't win. Uh, that's what this pastor says. Pastors can't win. Even when I preach, this is from the texter, uh, just the gospel with no mention of a presidential or political candidate. I get accused of being anti one or the other. Wow. They say she, this person says it's just the gospel. It has nothing to do with politics. I'm preaching Jesus. Um, but yet people were in this environment, Adam, where people hear what they want to hear. So you could be listening to gospel and thinking it's political. And boy, right. that is upside down. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Before we get too late, let's take a break here. Uh, chime in. We're getting lots of text call in too. Six five one four six one nine two two six. Do you want to be? You want your pastor or rabbi to tell you how to vote or preach politics? Uh, that's yeah. next.
Linda's construction time check is uh, 9.53. Time to get 50% off installation labor on Infinity from Marvin Windows. Pastors lining up to support Donald Trump's candidacy. And yes, I, I'll, I'll be fully, I'll fully disclose that it bothers me that pastors would support <laughs> Donald Trump because I just feel the guy is the absolute opposite of what I believe Jesus is about. And in the yes, and it includes in a demeaning way he speaks, in a bullying way he is. Uh, that uh, that's why I bring it up. But I would hope I'd be consistent and say, I don't want pastors going out there standing next to Joe Biden saying this is my candidate because I don't think that's the role of a pastor. I mean, it's also their right. We have free speech. You know, absolutely get to do whatever they want right. to do. Yeah. So, of course, uh, I, I don't think Adam or I, I don't want to speak for you, my friend, but I would, would, you know, they get they get to do that. But I'll tell you this. Um, I learned with multiple different rabbis or rebbitsons. And when they start conversations like that, I don't want to hear it. Yeah. I want to learn Torah. I don't because um I mean, sometimes I ask questions about how what the Torah would say about this or what about that, and we can have discussions like that, but I think you would be shocked at some religious leaders' political views, and honestly, I'd rather learn Torah, I'd rather learn how to be a good person in the world than what somebody else thinks about our policies. Mm-hmm. So it, it it does give me pause, and in the very beginning of all this political these political issues when we got super political i would say you know 2016 um i did ask a lot of questions i wanted to know why faith leaders wanted to vote a certain way or the other but now that i know um they're not going to change my mind Mm -hmm. i'm not going to change theirs good to know and i now need to separate religion from politics rick is in east bethel on the phone oh rick dropped that's all right oh no um call back in rick Someone says, whatever happened to separation between church and state? Yes, that's the whole thing. Church leaders, because of their tax exemption, they're not supposed to preach politics. But it doesn't mean in their private life or on Twitter, right. you know, they can't yeah. be private citizens and share their opinions. Sure. But I also have a right to notice that. And even I would I would hope I'd be willing enough to tell my pastor, look, I've seen your tweets or something, and that makes mm-hmm. me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I think you should be mm-hmm. able to do that or mm-hmm. find another church. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and some people are saying they have moved churches uh, because of just that. And I, I mean, like religion and politics are probably intertwined on like a very innate level, you know, what you believe or how you interpret things and how that applies to living today. But I like to live in my fantasy land of being able to separate and, uh, you know, taking relig- from religion, uh, and I take a lot from my religion, what I need. And keeping politics out of it. Hi, Jordana and Adam. I'm a Christian. I've vote, voted for both parties. I find people in my congregation, sometimes the pastors, vote only Republican just because of the abortion issue. doesn't matter who oh, the candidate is, mm-hmm. but the Republican Party and their stance on abortion. I totally get that. And I have many friends yep. who grew up mm-hmm. in the Catholic Church, and that absolutely is the uh, seminal issue uh, for them. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.